Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this afternoon and welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. As you always know, I'm your host for this afternoon, Pastor Wells. I'm excited about what God is doing for us, through us, and in the midst of us, regardless of what's going on in the world today. And you know, and I know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world today. So today, this Sunday, it's storming outside. Um, we they had a landfill from her, uh, what was it, Tropical Storm Henry and Rhode Island and, and different areas are flooding and it's just a nice little mess out there today here in the state of New York. So, you know, I'm just excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us. <laughs> it's true because every week, beloved, every single week something is going on. I don't care where it is. I don't care if it's in Santa Scan, Haiti, United States, Rome, Paris, Italy. France. I don't care. Something's always going on. However, it's good to know that God is in control of everything that's going on. Now, some people say, I don't see where he's in control. That's because you ain't watching. You ain't reading his word. That's the thing about God. God's always in control. He always knows what's going on. He knows how to fix things. He knows how to turn things upside down. He knows how to make everything right. So one of the things I've learned over the years is to um, actually trust God. In the midst of everything that's going on. Now, you're not going to understand everything that's going on. But God knows. Bow your head for a minute. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you in the behalf of those watching the broadcast, listening to the broadcast today, this Sunday afternoon. I ask you to touch every liberal soul and break every yoke in their lives. Oh God, I bind the hands of the enemy on every hand. I accept victory for them in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, beloved, you can go to the website, the Tabernacle of Deliverance, inc.org, and you can leave a prayer request, become a prayer partner, and you also uh, um, you also can become a uh, uh, a partner with us in maintaining the ministry and, and helping out. You can leave um, offerings. You can leave a monthly uh, offering. You can do whatever you want. You can leave any type of offering you want. There's no pressure to leave anything, but we do need your help. All right, let's get to the word of God today. And today I want to talk about the praises of God. Now, the praises of God, there's, there's different type of praises because um, everybody have their own assumption of praising God. Everybody have their idea of praising God. Everybody have their own theory of praising God or whatever. But there's a difference in praising God. And the difference also is a difference when you praising people. Yeah, there's something about you got to understand that. Let's look at the scripture. Let's go to uh, Isaiah chapter 42. Isaiah chapter 42 and verse 8. And this is what it says. I want you to listen to this very carefully. And it says in Isaiah 42, King James Version, and it says, I am the Lord. That is my name. And my glory I will not give unto another, neither my praise to graven images. Let me read it one more time. I am the Lord. That is my name. My glory will I not give to another, and neither my praise to graven image. That's something a lot of us seem to not understand. We call the Lord's name, but y'all go into those Catholic churches and the other churches that got all kinds of statues of, uh, of the apostles, statues of Mary, statues of 
uh, of Jesus on the cross and all this stuff. And the Bible makes it, say, makes it plain that God would not give his praise to nobody and graven images. Those are images. Those are graven images. And the Bible says that's idolatry also. I don't care who gets upset about it. That's a fact. You say you serve God. You say you believe the word of God. It's in this Bible. It says that you're doing idolatry. You're worshiping idols. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. So the scripture says here, I am the Lord. You want to know who he is? That's his name. He says, that is my name and my glory. I will not give to another. A lot of these preachers running around like they're the ones that's doing all this work. I prayed for you and I healed you. I did it. You ain't did nothing. You're a lying wonder. You've done nothing. Amen. The power belongs to God. God said he's not giving his glory unto another. You may be a vessel that God used, but you're not a deliverer. You're not the yoke breaker. You're not the burden bearer. And you're not the savior. Amen. Come on, somebody. We need to understand something about the praises of God. It's something we need to do individually. We run around in this country saying about we serve God. But we do it to be seen. We do it so people can see us, so we can look good before people. But let me tell you what the scripture tells us, that God said in Isaiah 42 and 8, I will not give my glory to another. I will not share my praises with no graven image. Stop praying to them statues. Amen. You are living in idolatry. You're going to get yourself, okay, continue to pray to the statues. When you stand before God, you hear, will hear him say, depart from me. He work of iniquity because he does not want nobody. Oh, my goodness. The word of God is plain, beloved. The Bible says, search the scripture. In them you think you have eternal life. Many people have testified that they had eternal life and turned around and said the scripture. And their life didn't meet up what the scripture said. Amen. They didn't have eternal life. They had religious life. Look at that verse. I am the Lord. That is my name. My glory, I will not give to nobody else. Neither my praise to no graven images. God ain't giving his praises to no graven images. People bow down to all kinds of statues. They go make the sign of Hail Mary full of grace and all this other stuff. Scripture say, don't do that. Mary was just blessed amongst women to have Jesus. She has no saving grace. I don't, it don't make me no difference who don't like it. She has no saving grace. Stop bowing down to those graven images and worship and bless the living God, the invisible God. Worship the living God who created heaven and earth. And made it possible for us to be saved. The true praises of God come from the heart, not just from your mouth. True praises of God come from the life that you live before God each day. True praises. Not some praises, but true praises. Let's move on. Let's look at the book of John. Let's look at John chapter 12. John tw chapter 12. And verse 43, this is the Lord speaking. Excuse me, no, no, this is not the Lord speaking. This is uh, uh, John speaking. We didn't come down to that yet. 
This is what they had to say. For they love the praise of man more than the praises of God. I'll read it again. For they love the praises of man, of men, more than the praises of God. Did you read that scripture? Do you understand scripture? I'll read it again. For they love the praises of men more than the praises of God. We like, we love people to praise us. We love people to praise us. And we love to praise people for what they've done. We love to, to give people glory for the things they've done. Yes, the Bible said give honor where honor is due. But when it comes down to praises, the true praises belong to God. You'd rather praise a man that got to go to the bathroom just like you and you'll praise the living God who created all things. We need to learn how to praise God in spirit and in truth. We can't do it outside of that. You got to praise God in spirit and in truth. If you want God to work with you, you got to praise God in spirit and in truth. Amen. You got to learn how to worship God in the midst of your trials and in your troubles. When things don't make sense, you just got to learn how to magnify the name of God and give him glory for the things that he done. You just got to praise him because he inhabits the praises of his people. That's what the scripture says. The scripture is plain about that. He inhabits I like that. He gets involved. I'm going to come to that scripture. But the scripture says, we, there's something else. I always say humans, us humans. We love to praise people. Because, you know, when you praise people, make them feel good. So that uh, you become more acceptable to them. The more you praise people, the more acceptable you come to them. But if you took time to praise God, you become acceptable to him because your, your lifestyle will change, your actions will change, your thoughts will change when God starts praising you for the things that you've done. But he can't praise you in your mess. That's the thing. That's what must be fun. God cannot praise you in your mess. Ah, uh, you know what? Many years ago, People went to church to hear the preacher preach. And if he said the right thing, they jump up and down. Amen, Pastor. Whoa! They praised that man. Now, check this out. The minute that man made a mistake, he was on their meat cleaver. <laughs> the minute that man made one mistake, he was on their meat cleaver. They were going to have his head. How dare him! I can't believe him. I can't stand him. All of a sudden, you don't like him no more. You don't, can't stand his guts. But I'm going to tell you something. Get the praises of God in your life and give God praises. Give God praise. By the, you know what? Thank you, Lord. Brought that back to my attention. Many, many, many years ago, many moons ago, I was in my home. <clears throat> And I was curious. I kept hearing people say, uh, you need to learn to praise God every day. You need to learn to praise God. You can praise God 24 hours a day. So I had just got saved. I ain't been saved that long. And I was pickled about that. I wanted to know what in the world, how you do that? 
because you realistically you go to work every day. You're not going to be walking up and down. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You're not going to be doing it. That's not being honest. And that's not being truthful because you can't walk up and down your job all day saying, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. They're going to call those guys. They call a white coach. You know, they come and put you in those straight jackets. <laughs> carry you out. Because if you walk up, I knew somebody that did that. She didn't do the hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. She walked up and down. You know, she walked up and down saying, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus, blood of she went cuckoo. She went off her rock upstairs. She went around saying, Brother Jesus, Brother Jesus, Brother Jesus. Because I'm demon jumped on her. So she was Brother Jesus all day nonstop. But realistic, beloved, you can't walk up and down your job all day. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You ain't going to get your work done. You're going to get fired. And then you're going to be blaming God. God, you told me to praise you all day. And I'm walking up and down. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And they fired me. Why? You gave me this job and you let them find me. But God will speak back to you and say, son, daughter, I never told you to do that. You choose to do that. Some preacher told you that. And you follow that. Amen. So I asked the Lord, I need to understand this. How do you, why do we praise you all day, Lord? The Lord spoke to me. And he said to me, you praise me all day by living right. Isn't that something? He said, you praise me all day by living right. I was stunned. I was excited the Lord spoke to me. And I was excited that he explained it to me. Because honestly, I didn't know. Because if I went to somebody and asked them, check this out. Ten to one, they would probably tell me something. Just praise the Lord. By why are you walking up and down? Are oh, you sitting at your just bow your head and praise the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. That's what they probably would have told me. That's why sometimes you need to ask the Lord and get an answer from God. Because man don't have all the answers. I don't care how wise they are. That's why you need to ask God. And I asked the right person who had the answer. That's what I like about God. He has the answer. Things don't always go the way we want. Sometimes we get frustrated the way things are going. Sometimes, well, come on, we get upset because we don't understand. But if we go to the man that knows, Amen. when we go to the man that knows, he's going to answer. And I asked the Lord. I was honest. I wanted to know. I didn't know. I didn't have the answer because I'm seeing everybody jumping up and down. And to me, I come from old-fashioned church where they praise God, the Holy Ghost coming in, and they start praising God, shouting all over the place. But I can't go to work doing that. I used to be a bike messenger also. So there's no way in the world I'm, I'm going to be having my hand, riding the bike with my hands all the way and get run over. <laughs> That's my hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, back then. And the Lord spoke to me and told me, the best way, the way to praise me all day is to live right. And that's what we fail to do. We go to church, we lift our hand, and we do these fake praises before God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Ooh. And you get so, all of a sudden, you're so spiritual. Ooh. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Ah. And all that. And you start speaking in tongues. If you really have the Holy Ghost, you start speaking in tongues and you start jumping around and praising God that way. But you cannot do that all day long. It's impossible. You'll never get your work done. And the Holy Ghost don't operate like that. He's a gentleman and he's not ignorant. God is not stupid. He knows the Bible said that a man must work to eat. So I know God ain't going to have you go to job, work, jumping up and down. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In fact, the church I, work, I went to had an office. They had a church, big old, big church. I'm going to go to a big giant church. But the whole thing, they had an office. And the people that walk up and down in the office, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. They were sitting at their desk doing their work. 
They want to run around, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. They want doing that. Praising God, uh, the praises of God deals well the more with you living right, not what falls out from your lips. Amen. Not from you falling from your lips, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. True praises come from within which you living before God every day. Do you know it's the same thing with taking communion? People take communion and don't die right at all. Oh, yeah, the Bible says, this is a scripture, this is a scripture. It said that uh, uh, um, that we, we, when, we, when we do the communion, we pray that uh, if any man has come in and sins, so we pray. Uh, we pray that God clear the airways and stuff, but the person stuff to repent of their sins. Only, only scripture I know that God uh, 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 forgives a person's sins is when they sick and the elder pray. God said they forgive their sins. That person sins. A lot of preachers don't preach that, you know, because they got to scream, you got to hell, you got to hell. They like to do that. It's <laughs> can't be half the time. But you're all going to hell if you don't live right. Okay, I just do it in a nice way. The other preachers say, you're going to hell. You're going to burn throughout eternity. I just say, listen, if you keep living the way you're doing, you're going to hell. It's just simple. Okay, he more material than be happy. Now, listen, the scripture says, that this verse tells us in John 12, 34, excuse me, 12, 43, it says, for they love the praise of men more than the praises of God. We like that. We like people to pat us on our back and make us feel good. Well, I was home a little while earlier by myself, and I was I thought I was a lot of things were on my mind. And um, I was upset about different things. And I could have went to God and complained about all the things that's bothering me right now. There was a lot of things bothering me. I choose not to sit there and complain about what's going on. I choose to praise God and magnify him for his goodness. I felt better after I praised God a little while because I praised God to forget about me. And I gave God some praise for the things that he's doing and he's getting ready to do. Because you don't know what God could be doing. You're sitting there feeling sorry for yourself about everything going on. You'll miss your blessing. Your job is just to live right and praise God and give him glory, give him honor, magnify his name. Do you know the highest praise to God is hallelujah? A lot of people don't know that. That's the highest praise to God. Hallelujah. Everybody right now saying thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. But the highest praise to God, to God the Father, is hallelujah. There is no higher praise. That's called the high praises of God. When you're saying hallelujah. But do it from your heart. Do it from the depth of your soul and let God bless your life. So as I begin to praise God today, I just begin to magnify God. I begin to praise God. See, people just get wrapped up in people seeing them praise God. But you need to get alone sometimes. Sit in your car and just praise God. Don't ask God for nothing. Just praise him. Just praise him. Just thank him. Just magnify. The devil don't like that when we just praise God. He doesn't like us to thank God. He, he loves to hear. The devil loves to hear us. Sit down or walk around complaining to God about every problem we got. He loved that because he's the author of confusion and he's the author of complaining. Amen. He likes us to complain. He don't want us to worship God. He don't want us to praise God because the Bible said, and I said before, God inhabits the praises of the people he get involved. And then we're going to come to that scripture shortly. I'm excited. A little, yeah. But God wants us to praise him in the midst of what we're going through so we can come through. Matter of fact, let me tell you something. Oh my God, God is good. I was talking to my sister. I was talking, oh, I got a few sisters. I was talking to one of my sisters. And uh, they got the virus, right? Now, some people may be giving them gloomy details about this, that, and the other. But I said, let me tell you something. 
You know that God brought me through that virus. Let me tell you, I had nobody else to go to. I had nobody else to lean on. God brought me through that virus. Let me tell you from somebody that experienced me going through that virus that God will bring you through. Now, I wasn't lying to her. I wasn't souping her up. I was telling her a fact that God brought me through. Amen. That God brought me over. That God brought me out of that virus successfully. Everybody don't come through successfully. Did you hear what I said? Everybody didn't come through the virus. Some people died. Somebody else just died. I was just reading about uh, some senator or somebody that going around making fun of the virus. He wound up getting it and dying from it. Got to be careful. Got to be careful. But the thing is, I told her that God brought me through. I can praise God. I can magnify God because he brought me through. I'm grateful that God brought me through. While I was going through the virus, I couldn't praise God. I couldn't do nothing. My wife had to feed me, I think, one or two times. She said, however, however, as God began to bring me through, I can praise him, I can magnify him. But I want to tell you something about God bringing you through. You got to learn how to praise God in advance for what you want. You got to learn how to magnify him for what you need. You need to learn how to bless God because you don't know what's going to come upon you. When people got in their Bible, they didn't know it was going to come. Some said, I'm never going to get it. Some said, it ain't real. Some said, it, but then when they got it, they didn't know what to do. All I had to do was rest in God and let me bring him through. Let him bring me through. It's true. All I had to do was what? Rest in God. And that's exactly what I did for a week and a half. I rested in God. I didn't go to the hospital, none of that stuff. I just went, sat in my car, and they did the nose thing. And meaning people sticking a thing in your nose, hurt your nose. Uh, and <laughs> hey, they gave the test, and I, they said I had the virus. I was already coming through. God already brought me through. Amen. I'm not making it up. See, I know what God can do. I know what the devil talks about doing, but I know what God is capable of doing. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I know what God is capable of doing. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I hear. I'm only moving compelled by the word of God because your feelings will make a fool of you. That's the scripture. I didn't make that up. Your emotions will make a fool of you. A fool of you, beloved. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalms 146. Isn't it exciting to be saved? They used to say, my pastor used to say, how do y'all feel? In the beginning, people didn't know what to say. So you know what he told them to say? When I ask you, how do you feel? Say, save. Because it's not our emotion to feel it. You, you save when you have Christ in your life. You save when you feel good and when you're dumb. You know, you there's no such thing as part-time salvation. I'm saved today. Tomorrow, I'm not going to feel saved. I woke up this morning not feeling saved, so I guess I'm not saved. That's not salvation. That's religion. <clears throat> you know, I was watching a movie. I just want to say this real quick. I was watching a movie. It was about, it was about a pilot from Iran. A couple of pilots from Iran. They were trying to help, uh, forgot what country it was. And they got, uh, uh, the terrorists caught them. And this is a true story, it's not make-believe. Uh, and they caught them with a plane and they took over the plane, blah, blah, blah. It was a difference. And I, Iranian told them, I serve, he was saying, I'm a Muslim and I serve Muhammad, blah, blah, blah. You saying you serve Muhammad and you run around murdering people? You're a murderer. That's what he called him. 
after your murder. He said, no, you won't follow the infidels. He said, no, you're a murderer. You ain't serving God. Talk about praise God. He was tough too. He died in the end, but um, he stood his ground for what he believed. And he knew that those terrorists were murderers. They weren't going to go blow up the plane and uh, blow up the plane in, um, uh, uh, in, uh, in the school. You see, you got to make sure your praise is right. They would call themselves praising God, killing people for no reason. So you got to make sure your praise is right. They ain't got their praise right. They got the devil's praise. They're trying to say it's God's praise. You got to make sure you got your praise right, beloved. You got to make sure your praise is in tune with God. You got to make sure your praise is going to the living God. You got to make sure your life is a praise before God. Other than that, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. You're just a religious nut running around. Ah, mm -hmm. oh, I know that's harsh, right? But it's reality. Okay, let's go to Psalms 142, 146, and 146 and verse 2. And it says, While I live, I will praise the Lord. I will sing the praises unto God while I have any being. I'll read it again real quick. While I live, I will praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto the God, unto God, unto my God, while I have any being. Why I'm in my right mind. While I'm in my right mind, I'm gonna praise God. Now you have let me pray for those on the Washington TV broadcast real fast. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you touch every little soul watching this broadcast right now. Oh, God, don't touch them in their hearts. Touch them in their minds. Save, deliver, and make free, oh, God. I ask that you break every yoke in their life and meet every need. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, you can go to the uh, tabernaclodeliveranceinc.org, and you can become a, a leave a prayer request. You can leave a testimony. And you also could click on the uh, uh, become a partner page and uh, different offers that you could give if you want to become a part of the ministry and help out different ways. You can also send a love offering to Pastor B. L. Wells. All right, let's move on. Did the cash that Pastor B. L. Wells? Okay. Now the scripture here says, says in verse uh, two of chapter uh, uh, Psalm one forty six, it says, "While I live, I will praise the Lord." Well, I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. What is he talking about? While I'm in my right mind. While I'm still stable in my right mind, I'm going to sing praises. Now, listen, I want to say this. I know people that could sing like mockingbirds. I mean, they could sing and make you cry, pass out. But guess what? That don't move God. What moves God is when you sing from your heart and you make melody to the Lord. That moves him. That moves God when you make melody to God from your heart. You got to learn how to sing songs. You can make up your own songs and sing and glorify God and bless the name of God. It's not always those fancy singers that can get there and sing and make you cry. It is you singing unto God. It is you magnifying him. You're sitting in your car or whatever, and you just begin to praise God and sing, make up some crazy song. I do it all the time. Make up some wacky song. I'm not a great singer, but when anointing comes down, I can sing. Other than that, I sing like a frog to myself. Sometime around my wife, she's getting an idea about me. <laughs> but however, praise the Lord. 
you, while you in your right mind, you should sing, just like the scripture says. It says in verse 2, it says, while I live, I will praise the Lord. See, this is what you, this is the thing. While I live each day, I will praise the Lord by the life that I live. I will praise the Lord by the life that I live. You can make that a song. I will by the life that I live, I'll praise the Lord each day. And then it goes on and sing, it says, I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being, while I am in my right mind. Why you're in your right mind, you didn't go when you didn't go nuts. You know, when they, well, some people get, what's it called, Alzheimer's? Alzheimer's disease? Well, they lose their memory, they can't remember stuff. Dimension, yeah. All those diseases that come. And you forget everything. You even forget to go to the bathroom. Somebody got to take you there, clean you up. Before you get in that state. Sing praises to God. You know why? The more you praise God, the more God can get involved in your life. The more you live and praise God, God can get more involved in your life. God can get in your mind and regulate your mind and help you make the next day. My pastor used to say, why should you die before your time? Why should you suffer when others are being healed, delivered, and made free? God can make you free. Amen. God can permanently make your mind free. Whom the Son make free is free indeed. That's what I like about that. But it comes from praising God. Yeah. When yeah. we worship and bless God, he gets involved in our life. Amen. All right. Check this out. When you rob a bank. Oh, not you. I'm about to take away. When somebody robs a bank, do you know who gets involved? It's not generally the local police. It's the feds. The feds are coming. Be aware the feds are coming. You rob a bank, it's a federal offense. The feds are taking over the investigation. They're coming. Whether you want them to or not, you plan to rob the bank and you rob the bank. You think you'll be running from the local police now. You don't meddle with the feds money. FDIC, Federal Depository Corporation. You don't mess with them. They come in and get you. I know the bank name was X, Y, and Z. You didn't realize it was the feds money. So they come in and get you. They're going to hunt you down like cattle. <clears throat> and they're going to get you. It may take them some time. But the feds, that's what they specialize in. They have what they call special agents. They specialize in certain things. They specialize in catching check frauders, uh, uh, bank robbers, rapists, all kinds of stuff. They got specialists. They spend their whole life studying that. They're going to get you behind. But check this out. Who are you praising? Are you praising God? Are you praising man? Are you praising yourself? Check this out. Your praise is going to tell you where you're going. Your praise is going to tell you where you're going eternally. If your life isn't a praise before God, you know you're going to be lost. You need to straighten up and clean up your act. You need to clean up your act before God. Eh? You need to clean up your act before God before you be lost. Let's look at this verse again. While I 
I live, I will praise the Lord. Verse 2 of uh, Psalm 146. Why I live, I will praise the Lord. Why I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. God understands. God comes to look out for his people. When his people's in trouble, he comes. When people start messing with the people of God, remember I told you about robbing the bank? You start messing with God's people. Heaven's agents are coming. They're going to get you. And they know how to find your behind. He's going to send those angels. I'm telling you. He's going to send those angels and your behind is going to be in trouble. I remember one time, uh, long when I was younger, there was this kind of uh, slow guy. He was like slow. He was safe. And these people kept messing with him. They wound up killing him. I don't know what the Lord did to those people. Lord, I know that they ran to the priest and then begged the police to arrest them. Did you hear me? I don't know what the angels did to them. Whatever they did, these guys were big, bad dudes, okay? They wasn't no wimps. They wasn't no sissy. They were gunslinging. Click, click, click. Whatever God did to those men, they were running to the police to protect them. <laughs> That's not the first time I heard that. That's not the first time. They were running to the police to save them from whoever was after them. They running to the police, save me. Y'all can arrest me. I can. We shot him. We did it. And the police trying to figure what are you talking about. We shot the guy. Well, you got to save us from them. Them who? Amen, amen. <laughs> the angels were out there. People, the people of God started praying, and the angel came on the scene. When the angels come on the scene, beloved, you got problems if you're an enemy of God. Go read your Bible. <laughs> Don't be an enemy of God. You got to learn to praise and bless God. All right, let's move on. Let's go to Psalms 149 and 6. The praises of God. We're talking about praising God. Okay, Psalms 149 and 6 says, <clears throat> listen to this. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and the two-edged sword in their hand. Let me read it again. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and the two-edged sword in their hand. That's the word of God. And hallelujah in your mouth. Amen. Hallelujah in your mouth. You know, there used to be a time the mothers of the church would be walking down the street late at night. They don't do that anymore because they chicken anyway. Um, but the old-time mother walked down the street with their Bible under their arms, sing glory, glory, hallelujah. Yesterday, did they be walking around in a, in a, in a hoodlum, but walk on the other side of the street. They don't, I don't know about That's those crazy Pentecostals, holiness people. Stay away from them. Stay away from them. They're crazy. Because they walk down the street, and they white, and their mothers be walking down the street. They wasn't scared of nothing. And they walking down the street, praising God, going home late at night after service. Not in the last 10, 15 years. People clenching their pocket, but they ain't got their word with them. They ain't got no Bible. And they clenching their pocket, scared every little shadow they see. But they ain't got no God with them. When you take the living God with you, he's going to go on your journey. Oh, yeah, I don't believe this stuff. You take the living God with you, he's going to go on your journey. I hear a song. I heard this song in a movie, and, it, and I like the song. Um... Oh, Lord, I want you to help me. Oh, Lord, I want you to help me. And this is the part I like. Help me on my journey. Help me on my way. 
Oh, Lord, I want you to help me. I like that. Help me on my journey. Help me on my way. Oh, Lord, I want you to help me. Hallelujah. Help me on my journey. Help me on my way. Oh, Lord, I want you to help me. I mean that from the bottom of my heart because I want God to help me on my journey. And that's how the little mothers used to be. They'll sing those songs like that with that on their Bible on their arm. Oh, Lord, I want you to help me. Help me on my journey. Help me on my way. Oh, Lord, I want you to help me. They don't sing them kind of songs no more. Everything got to have a dip, 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 and no God in it. No God in it. When you get God, you'll praise God. You'll sing songs like that because you want to include God in what's going on in your life. Amen. You want to praise God. You want to include him in your life. That's why you're going to ask God to help you on your journey, help you on your way. Notice I said journey on the life stroll that you take in life. You want God to help you on your journey and help you on your way and help you get where you want to go. Those mothers wanted to get home safe. And they sing no song. They walk down those streets and them holding them to going on the other side because they were scared that they, that they may start praying. Mm -hmm. I'm dead serious. When we praise God and our life is a praise before God, the angels of God gets involved in our life. But our life got to be a praise. Just like I said, the Lord spoke to me many years ago and said, the best way to praise him is to live out every day. Every day, not some days, every single day. This ain't no vacation. Let's move on. Let's go now to Psalm 47 and 7. I tell you the truth and lie not to you. Psalm 47 and 7 says, look it up. Look at that verse. Psalm 47 and 7 says something very interesting. It said, for the Lord, for God is the king of all the earth. Sing ye praises with what? Understanding. It says, God, look at it again. God, for God is the king of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. Did you hear that? Sing praises to God with what? Understanding. That's what we need to do. People sing songs about God and don't know what they mean. All this, they have, let, me, let me tell you something. Today, they've got so many songs that don't have no spiritual meaning, no nothing. It says, and they throw it's a gospel song. It got such a beat. The beat has got you going, bum, 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 and you rocking with it. Yeah, let's get down and party. Yeah, and God's nowhere involved. Amen. You need to sing praises to God with understanding, understanding what the words mean. So you can apply them to your life. Gospel songs are supposed to be uplifting and glorifying God and tearing down Satan's kingdom. It ain't nothing else. True gospel songs is the lift of the body of Christ, lift up the name of Jesus Christ and the God the Father, and tear Satan's kingdom down. Amen. 
That's what they're for. They ain't for nothing else. But these turkeys today, these so-called gospel singers do not know God. They don't know him. I had a friend, he passed away. This young man uh, is the one that sung the song for General Hospital. He sung, they used to sing the theme song for General Hospital. I don't know if they use it anymore. He's the one that sung a theme song as a young kid. He also was a gospel singer. He, he told us, he said, you know, and I go do tours with the gospel singers and all that. He said, you wouldn't believe the nasty stuff they do. The men sleep with each other. They do drugs. They do everything. They do it all together backstage. And they sing in Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He said, there ain't no Jesus there. It's like there is no God in existence. Amen. I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. These so-called gospel singers are not glorifying God. God ain't even included. Amen. They sing about a God they never even heard of. It's just to make money. And people, pastors, are guilty for allowing all that garbage in all those, doing all those concerts in their so-called churches. I don't bite my tongue about nothing. Verse 7 of chapter uh, Psalm 47 says, For God is for the for God is the king of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. With understanding. Most songs you hear have so much music you can't hear what it's saying anyway. So how you gonna understand it? That's one of the issues with preachers. Preachers to get up there running around screaming to the top of his luck. <laughs> Nobody know. Ask him what, what the pastor preached about this morning. I have no idea. Amen. I didn't get it. What do you mean you didn't get it? You sat right there. I even he was running around screaming and something. <laughs> and you don't know what the man said. I don't even think he did. I'm not against preachers that write stuff down, write stuff out on paper. But I'll be honest with you. I only give you what God say. I don't write nothing down but the scripture and let God do the work. Because I want God to direct me and lead me. Because my eye, let me tell you something. I tried it too. I once tried to write out a sermon. I did. And I, I even when I was in Bible school, I wrote out a sermon and got a bad mark for doing it. I mean, I was upset too. They, they said I had to do it, so I did it for chapel service, and I wrote the service out. And I'm trying to read my my I'm read my sermon and preach at the same time, and it wouldn't work. So the dean, whom I, I knew, she still gave me a bad warning. She had the audacity to say it in front of everybody. But on, I know you could have done better than that. I was so upset. She gave me a bad, but she was my teacher too. That's even made it worse. She was my Bible school teacher, and she was in trouble. <laughs> She gave me a bad mark because said, Bernard, I know you could have done a better job than that. I said, Dean, I know I could have done a better job, but you told me to write it out. I don't write messages out. If I didn't write it out, I would have tore up. <laughs> I would have. But I flunked in front of all those people. I felt so stupid. I'm there trying to read the paper. Uh, here I go. I'm trying to read the paper. Uh, um, and and, uh, and God said, um, 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 and God and, and um, uh, and God said, um, uh, I got lost on the paper. Trying to be obedient to the dean. 
thinking I'm doing something great. I'm going to look good in front of the dean. I done done it on paper. <laughs> I'm going to be good. The dean's going to praise me and say I'm doing good. And I look good in front of everybody. Finally, she comes out and rebukes me in front of everybody. Bernard, what is this? I know you can do better than that. I couldn't believe she said that she didn't have to say that. Just say, uh, next, please. No, she made sure she rebuked me in front of the whole chapel service. I felt like a dummy. I really felt like a dummy that day. I would look for some praises and a pat on the back. You know, remember I told you about look for admiration and praise from people? I would look for a pat on the back. I would have felt good. But I just got slapped upside my head. So I said, I'll fix all of y'all. I ain't never preaching from a paper again. <laughs> I don't preach from paper. I even did a, 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 a um, they had me uh, uh, do a, a thing for graduation for uh, uh, young people from a, a Christian academy. I ain't had no paper. <laughs> I was there with just my Bible. God had his way. <laughs> I just leave it to the Lord. Amen. Amen. So the scripture says in uh, verse uh, 7 of Psalm 7 is 47, it says, For God is the king of all the earth. Notice that he said of all the earth, not some places. Sing praise ye, sing ye praises with understanding. When God said he is the God of all the earth, I want to explain something about that. Everybody is included. I know America feels like we're the greatest country on earth, but what about all those other countries? God said he's the God of all. He's the king of all the earth. Every country is his. God, let me tell you something. God got people in every country. Don't fool yourself. Just because they ain't wearing a three-piece suit and have some fine foxy dress and all that other stuff. God got people everywhere. And he got some people that live better than you did. They, they serve God better. They're more grateful for the little they have than we are. Oh, we got to have this. Oh, we got to have this. Oh, I want a new car. And you, you ain't even had a car 10 years. I want a new car. I want this. Oh, my God. Give me, give me, give me. America is full of gimmicks. All those free countries, probably Europe and all of them, all the saints over there, they're probably the same identical thing. Give me, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. I want more. And other countries say, Lord, I thank you for the little meal I got. Did you hear me? They thank on the Lord for the little pack, pack cake they got, or a little cup of water, warm water they got. They're thankful. And they're sincerely thankful. When they get a little more thankful. But no, we're never satisfied. That's why God said we need to praise him. The praises of God need to be in our heart and in our mouth and our life each day where we praise and worship God. People think I'm joking about this. That's why people stay sick. They don't praise God. They don't praise God before they get sick. Because you never know when you're going to get sick. They won't live right. Then when they get sick, oh, God, help me. And you know what God sent a message to them and say, your sins are blocking me from hearing you. I can't see sin. So I can't see you. Your sins are blocking me. I'm serious. God said he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. He can't do it because you letting your sins block it. You won't repent. You won't praise God. I was doing a service many years ago in the church and I was praying for different people. 
And there was this young lady. I came to her to pray for her. I didn't know who she was. I found who she was later. I rebuked her and her mother, and I didn't even know it was her mother. <laughs> Long story. I always get in trouble because I'm going to do whatever God tells me to do. doesn't make me feel good, but um, after I find out, I want to run. But anyway, I told the young, young lady, you know what your problem is? She said, no. I said, you don't praise God. You praise God. God, they're moving your health. Open your mouth and praise God. You don't like to praise God. I didn't know. My friend told me, you just got yourself in trouble. That was the pastor's daughter. And the other, oh, the woman over there, you just told that um, God don't have that kind of stuff in the church. That was his wife. Have fun. <laughs> I said, can I run now? They'll never invite me back. I guess I'm not. I won't be coming back here. And me and my smart mouth, do you know I got up that night and said, I'm preaching not to come back. I had no idea it was already cemented. <laughs> I praise God in the midst of it all. But I'm going to tell you the truth. The, the, I, mean, I want to say this, beloved, and this is true. Listen to this. The truth does not and will not make you feel good. You're not going to feel good hearing the truth. The truth is to help you be right. And live right before it and stay straight before God and stay right before God. It's not a good feeling. People confusing the Holy Ghost and the truth. The truth is God's word that you preached. The Holy Ghost is the keeper that keep you from sin if you want to be kept. That's his job. And he also touches your emotions at times. But that's not eternal life. Eternal life is accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Then that comes here. You got to be careful. Black folks are very emotional anyway. So they're all falling out, rolling over on anything. You say, woo! They, ah! <laughs> it's true! White Christians aren't like that. White brothers and sisters, they say, so <coughs> kill me. Some of them are emotional like that, not all of them, they just go, praise the Lord, and that's it. It's the truth. I mean, I have a uh, 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 Caucasian friend, they shout all over the place, like I do more than I would. I'm just giving you an example. I'm, that's not racial, I'm just telling you how we are. However, both must be born again. Both must serve God every day. Okay, look at that scripture again one more time. Psalm 47 and 7 says, For God is the king of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. <clears throat> Make sure you understand when you're singing unto God. From now on, when you're listening to the song, see if the song makes sense. If it don't, turn it off. If the song doesn't make sense, turn it off. I was watching a, a show. I was watching some show, Modern Love, I think it was called. I just I skimmed through, skimmed through it. I like to skim through to check out what it's about. So I skimmed through it. Some of them, the regular, uh, 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 some of them I didn't understand. And then they, uh, I, I skipped over the one because this is about a bunch of gay couples getting falling in love and all that. I'm not condoning it, so I just skipped it. You got to learn to skip stuff. Go forget about it. I'm not against gay people. I'm against homosexuality because they're human beings. They're souls. They need to be saved. But I'm not I'm not for homosexuality and lesbianism. Sorry. And the rest of that crazy stuff they do. I'm against it because the Bible says it's wrong. But I love people. I love people. I, I, I don't treat them no different. They're souls. They're a person. 
Amen. <clears throat> it's that simple. I'm just truthful about things. Let's move on. Let's go to Acts chapter 16. And verse 25, the truth will make you free. You know, I want to say this also. A lot of preachers <clears throat> have gay relatives and they play hypocrite. I don't play hypocrite when I got gay relatives. Let me know. I don't play hypocrite. I tell them the truth. But I still love them. I'm not playing no hypocrite with you. I'm not patting you on your back and tell other people they're wrong. I'm going to tell you you're wrong. And my relatives will tell you I'll tell them they're wrong. <clears throat> of course they don't like it. They say, I can live my life any other way I want. That's true. But the soul that sin it, it shall die. It shall not tire in God's sight. It goes for all sin. There's no special little tiny sin. You got to be truthful with people. <clears throat> okay. Um, Acts chapter 16 and verse 25 says, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sung praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Let me let me say that again. <clears throat> Acts chapter 16, verse 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas sang prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Let's check this out. I like this. There's two that these are two different things that see, people seem to connect. Two different things. Number one, prayer is different than praise. They're two different things. They're two different things. I'll say it again. Prayer and praise are two different things. You could spend your whole day praying up about everybody in the United States. I don't think you're more than one day to do that. But uh, there's over 340 million people, so that's a whole lot of people individually to pray for. Uh, but you could stay, take one day and pray for everybody in the United States. Okay. All right. Uh, now, praising God is a total different thing. People confuse, think they're the same thing. They are not. Praise is when you're worshiping and blessing God. Prayer is when you're talking to God, making requests for people or yourself or things or countries, so on and so forth. So the scripture here says, look at the scripture. And at midnight, a special thing about late night, I like to go out late at night and, and, and pray too. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sung praises unto God and the prisoners heard them. The prisoners knew that these were different men. These were no criminals. They were in jail. They were in prison. These men begin to praise and bless the name of God. They begin to worship God and adore God and magnify for his goodness. Now they're in prison in chains and fetters. Here they are in prison in chains and fetters. But yet these men praised and blessed God. They praised and blessed God. They magnified and blessed God. In the midst of them, this is the thing that God has always tried to get us to see. To praise God in the midst of what we're going through. No, we sit there and complain. Oh God, why is this happening to me? <clears throat> 
How could you let me lose my car? How could my car break down? That was the only car I had. Why did you let this happen? A smart person that knows God going to do something like this. Lord, I thank you for a new car. Lord, I thank you for making a way for me to get back and forth to work. I know you're working this out. I give you glory. I give you honor. See, because you're not going by your emotional feelings. You're not going by your emotional feelings because when you go by your emotional feelings, you're going to be a mess. You go by praising God that God, that's why you got to get in your Bible. That's why you got to get in your Bible so you can know what God has to say when you're going through. People always looking for somebody to come by and prophesy to them. Uh, there's many lying prophets running around. The, the, the United States have more than enough. I think there's two, probably three lying prophets for every person. <laughs> there's so many lying prophets running around calling something, Lord spoke to me. God spoke to me. God spoke to me. <clears throat> well, There's so many people running around prophesying on God. There's plenty of people. But if you look waiting for somebody to come and say something good to you, run to them. But when you really want God to move in your life, then this is true, beloved. You're going to praise God. You're going to learn. You may not know how to do a whole lot of praise before God, but you learn. Learn to lift your hands and, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for making a way for me. Thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you for starting me on my way. Things don't always go the way you want. I made a deposit in the bank and a, and a, and a, and a cash machine took my money. I'm fighting to get my money back. Things don't go the way you always want them to do. I'm expecting the Lord to work this out because they're claiming there was no money put in the machine. Now, they have a camera there watching me make the deposit. I made the deposit and the machine took the money. I said, <laughs> the funny thing that I said, the machine said, uh, error. We're making a note of it. They closed the machine and gave me back my card. <laughs> no, I didn't run in there threatening to kill anybody. All right, where's my money? I'm going to kill everybody. I ain't doing nothing like that. I'm not going to carry on because what's going to happen? They're going to call those guys with the badge and the gun, and they're going to come and collect me. Somebody might even say, you were trying to rob the bank. Take the manager hostage or some nonsense. Hey, they do that to black folks a lot, all kind of stuff. I'll be the first one with black, white, and bank. <laughs> black, white, bank. <laughs> they got them all. Oh, I'm, I'm just serious. Things are not always going to go the way you anticipated. I just had to find more money to put in the go inside. Uh, I, I make a transfer another way to make sure the money would pay the bill because the, the machine took the money. I got I to gotta go back and fight to get the money. I get it. I'm confident God will work it. I get the money. But do you want to know something funny? I just read in the news uh, uh, online uh, yesterday that somewhere in, a, uh, in another state, the bank uh, cash machine, when a man made a $1,300 deposit, he took every dime. And they didn't want to give it back to him. And he said something like what I'm saying. He's saying, Oh, yeah, the, the machine shows you have a camera watching me. So, y'all know I made a deposit. <clears throat> it looked like he'll be suing the bank. <clears throat> He's going to get his money and more. He's going to sue for damages. Maybe I should sue for damages. <laughs> okay. Acts 20, 16, 25. At midnight, 
Paul and Silas prayed and sung praises unto God. And who heard them? The prisoners. They wasn't quiet. They wasn't quiet as they prayed. They let everybody know they were praising God. They wasn't ashamed. You know how we do the praises, quiet praises. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Yeah, and you can put your hand up. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You don't want nobody to know what you say. So yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You quiet so nobody know what you're saying. You know, back in the day, people used to on a train in New York City, people had their Bible, but then some people started putting their Bible in a brown paper bag, you know, to cut it into a like a book cover. And they'll be reading their reading their Bible, making like they're reading a book, or then they'll get some fancy book cover and put over it, and they read it with the book, and they got the hands of the book Bible over there covering their faces, you're going to see their eyes. It used to be a trip. <laughs> Because they were ashamed of the gospel when they were around regular people. When they were with the church, people that are ripping out of praise God, God is good. God must be used to crack up on these people. See, look at these guys. They don't know what to do with themselves. But the scripture here is telling us that Paul and Silas praise God regardless of them being in prison. There's not a lot of people in personal prisons. A lot of people in personal prisons. When I went, used to do a, a go to the prison ministry with one of the ministries that I worked with. I I got to preach one time there, and I, and I told the young people there was a lot of young guys in prison, a lot of them, a lot of them. And I told them, I said, y'all may be in prison here, but there's millions of people outside them gates that live in prison every single day in sin. Every single day, they live in prison in sin. And in bondage and sickness, depression, every single day. You don't have to be that way. Amen. That's not God's plan. He wants us to praise him so he can bring us through and bring us over and bring us out of whatever we're going through. Let's move on real quick. <clears throat> Let's go to Second First Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. This is a this is a popular scripture. Look at that verse. Listen and look at this verse. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says, But ye are chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Let me read this one more time. <clears throat> But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, uh, and a holy people, uh, and a holy nation, and a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him that called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That we should what? Show forth. That's right. There we go. Remember the Lord. I told you the Lord told me many years ago. How to praise them all day with the live right? How we show for the praises of him that called us out of darkness into his marvelous light by living right every single day, not running around telling everybody, Jesus is coming, you're going to hell. Jesus is coming, you're going to hell. First of all, for the record, for the record, I just want to say this that water's nice and cold. That's not what I wanted to say. <laughs> I got you, all right? Okay. What I wanted to say, most people think this is hell. That's why I drink the water say this is nice and cold. Most people think this is hell. 
but it's not. Because you read about hell, you know this ain't hell, thank God. People tell people to go to hell all the time. I'm serious, all the time. They have no idea what they did. Damning people's souls, selling them that. But we should show forth the praises of God for him that brought us out of darkness into marvelous light. Yes, that the Lord spoke to me. Many. I'm so glad God brought that back to me today. I got to keep remembering that constantly, constantly, constantly myself. That God brought us out of darkness into marvelous light and that he said to me, we praise him every day when we live right. Amen. When we live right, we praise God every moment. You know what? I, you know why I like, I'm glad God told me that? Because listen to this. It doesn't require you to know everything about the Bible. Amen. It doesn't require you to know everything about the Bible. It simply requires that you live right according to God's word of what you know until you learn more every day. Amen. Then you pray and you worship God. You do high praises to God by the light you live. The devil doesn't like nobody living right. That's a threat to him. That's a soul he lost. Amen. Hmm. The devil is upset when people live right. It makes him angry. It makes him upset when I talk about that. It makes him upset when I talk about living right. He gets mad because I say, he's telling that, that, that dummy preacher over there. That dummy, he's over here telling people about living right. And he's telling us, y'all better go stop him. Y'all better find a way to stop him or I'm going to stop y'all. I guess a lot of imps get whipped bad because I'm going to keep on telling. God going to keep giving me grace to tell the truth. He's going to keep making a way out of no way. So the scripture says, but ye are a chosen generation. A royal preacher. That, that's one of the biggest problems the church have today. They don't know who they are. They don't know who they are. That's why they praise man. That's why the church is trying to be like the world. They don't know who they are. They're a bunch of misfits running around. They don't know God's word. You know what? When people stop being religious and get saved, they'll find a place in God. The Holy Ghost wants to help them do that. Okay, and it says, For ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that should, that should, you must show forth the praises. That's by the life you live. You could only do that by the life you live. That's the only way you're going to show forth the praise of him that calls them out. Not giving the church no money. Not feeding people. The life you live first. Faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. People got it all crossed up. You got to have faith in the life you live. Your life becomes faith. Because you're faithful. Amen. Your life got to be faithful. Not your talk. Not your singing, not your giving. It's nice to have people give, but that's that's not eternal life. That's not living for God. That's giving. Amen. Oh, they got a problem with giving today anyway. So. But we need to do this God way. So it says, uh, you are a chosen generation, uh, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people who uh, uh, that should show forth the praise of him that have called them out of darkness into his marvelous light. Why are we trying 
to be like the world when we were called out of darkness into God's marvelous light. Isn't that something? We come out of darkness to start to please the world. That's not how this works. We got to learn to worship and bless God. The life that we live. Let's move on. We're almost finished. Let's go to Psalms 22. Psalms 22 and 3. So look at that verse, Psalms 22 and 3. Look at that verse. Psalms 22 and 3 says, But thou art holy, but thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. I'll read it one more time. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Do you know what that scripture said? Are y'all understanding that scripture? It says, Thou holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of his people. God inhabits, gets involved. He wallows in the praises of his people. He gets involved. He gets involved when you praise him, when you bless his name, when you worship him. He gets involved. Hallelujah. God gets involved. Oh, my God. You want something worked out in your life? Stop praising God. You want demons to get away from you? Stop praising God. Amen. You want the children to start acting right? Stop praising God. You want the boss to stop acting like a devil? Stop praising God. You know why? <laughs> it's two things. Number one, God inhabits the praises of his people. Number two, the devil can't stand God. <laughs> he ain't coming no way around him. He cannot stand God, and he can't stand God's people, and he hates praise that go to God. Did you hear that? The devil like complaining, fretting, and confusion. God like praise and worship and admiration. Isn't that something? They don't connect. They don't get along. So you start complaining, causing confusion, the devil's going to be with you. There's no doubt about it because he's the author of confusion. See? Well, you start praising God. You start worshiping God. You start adoring God. You start blessing. God's going to get involved. I'm telling you, the presence of God's going to come around you. His protection is going to come around. Start praising God. They used to sing a song, keep praising God. Mm -hmm. Keep praising God. Keep praising God. Back then, I didn't know what they were talking about. I know now. You got to keep praising God. You got to keep praising God. Nonstop. You know why? Because you you talking about going to heaven, obtaining eternal life. What you think they're doing there? Sitting around complaining? They're going to be praising God day and night. They're going to be magnifying, blessing God. They're going to be sitting out, chilling, and glorifying God, talking about God, talking about places in heaven. They're going to be having a good time. No, heaven isn't a small place. Sorry if y'all think it's a little place. It's not. It's a gigantic place. It's a glorious place for people to be talking about the Lord, talking about good stuff, visiting one another, fellowshipping, 
I'm not making it. I'm reading the Bible. Hanging out with the angels and stuff. Read the Bible. Angels ain't make believers in the Bible. I didn't. I didn't write it. I didn't write it. But the scripture is true. The scripture, Psalms 22 and 3 tells us the truth. That that's why a lot of people don't know. The devil consistently ripped people off from understanding that God inhabit praises. So he keeps them blind so they can't praise God. Amen. The longer you stay blind about praising God, the longer you're going to stay in your defeat. Amen. But when you start praising God, I mean praising God from your heart, you don't care who's around you. Praise God. You're going to see some victory. Let's go to Psalm 50. In verse 23, we just about finished. This is it. This is the one you've been waiting for. Psalm 50 and verse 23 says, Psalm 50 and 23, look at that verse. What do we say? Whoso offers praise, glorifieth me. To him that ordereth his conversation aright, I will show the salvation of God. Woo-wee. Let me read it again. Whoso offereth praise, glorify me. And to him that ordereth his conversation aright, I will show him the salvation of God. Amen. You glorify God. Oh, my God. When you offer praises to him, you glorify him. Hallelujah. And he said to him that ordered his conversation. Now we're coming into the hot stuff. This is the hot stuff. Conversation. Ah, uh, your mouth and your ears hit. The conversation that you and taking your ears, that'll be right. The conversation, ah, that tongue talk with gotta be right. The scripture says it here. You can't fool yourself. The be not mocked, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man reap, so that's all you also reap. You understand that? What you sow is what you're gonna reap. What you say, you're gonna reap. The Bible says our conversations in heaven. So the scripture says here, whoso offers praise. Glorify of me and to him that ordered conversation aright, I will show him the salvation of God. Amen. That's heavy. Remember, I said in the beginning, the life you live got to glorify God. The life you live will speak for you. You you're not fooling nobody. That's what I like about God. God's word. It tells us plainly what we fool ourselves or not. I like to drink Poland spring water when I can. But you know something about Poland spring water? It tastes nasty if it's not made with tea or ice cold. Tea or coffee, if it's putting something. Put a little honey in it, warm it up, tastes good. Uh, but if you just drink it like it's warm, ugh. God don't like lukewarm people. Either you're going to be cold or you're going to be hot. It's just the word, beloved. Listen, I only offer the scriptures. I know I'm born and corny. I know my message is a corny message. Forget you messages. The people wish they were never heard. 
but it's the truth. <laughs> that scripture here is telling us when we order our conversation right, God will show us his salvation, and that's what we want God to do. I want to know what the salvation God has for me, the Amen. things that God has. The Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into the hearts of them anything that God has prepared for them that love him. <clears throat> oh, the question is, do you love God? Amen. You see, when you love God, you'll serve him and you'll praise him in your daily living, not just when you go to church. It's just, it's just that simple. You're going to serve God 24-7 in your life. People get upset with me when I tell them about, about playing the statues. I'm only trying to keep it from being lost. It doesn't matter what no pastor said, no priest said. It don't matter. It matters what God say, what his words say. That's the final authority because us preachers, we ain't the final authority. We're not, and we'll never be. You know what? It's time for people to be saved. If there's anybody listening to this broadcast today that don't know the Lord Jesus Christ and your personal Savior, I would like to pray a simple prayer with you. Um, if you're believing and accepting, you'll be saved. If you don't, well, nothing I can do about you. That's up to you. Bow your head and let's pray. Repeat of me, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to cleanse me from unrighteousness. Come into my heart and my life and be my personal Savior. I accept you right now. I thank you for dying on the cross on Calvary for me that I might be saved. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it, beloved. If you believe God, you have salvation. The Bible actually says, whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And it also says, if thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart that God rose him from the dead, thou shall be saved. I didn't write this in the Bible. It's that simple. Salvation isn't a feeling. It's eternal life. Are you accepted? Okay, now go to the website, the Tabernacle Delivers, inc.org. Leave a testimony, prayer request, become a partner, because we do need help. You stay on TV and the podcast, and we're streaming. So, we have Bible study on Wednesday night at 8.15. Um, come back, enjoy the law of us at Bible study. But I want you to remember something that's very important. Your life has to be appraised before God. Do not deceive yourself. I don't care people tell you. It's, I just read you scriptures that tells you that your life should be appraised before God every day that he inhabits the praises of his people. Get right with God. And stay right with God. I'll see you Wednesday night. Love, love, love.